Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Early this morning, at 2 a.m. to be exact, Aunt Mary and Bill Mead had arrived in Chicago. They intended to search for Mario Descari, who had injured his wife in a jealous quarrel. Afterward, when Carla lay unconscious, Mario had believed himself to be a murderer. He had fled from Wakefield. His disappearance, coupled with the ugly rumors Ben Calvert had started in an effort to damage Bill's reputation, had resulted in the young man's being forced to resign from his position at the bank. And that meant Bill and Peggy, Aunt Mary's niece, could not be married as they had planned. But Bill refused to be defeated. He resolved to find Mario, convince him of his wife's innocence, and persuade him to return to his home. Aunt Mary had accompanied the young man to Chicago. Well, Del Shipley had met them at the station, had driven Bill to his hotel. Then she and Aunt Mary had gone to her pleasant apartment and had talked for hours. Well, now it is 10 o'clock. Del has risen, showered, and put on a warm lounging robe. As she goes through her morning mail... Come in. Morning, Miss Shipley. Bill, come in, come in. Well, I hope this isn't too early to be dropping in on you. I should say not. I've been up for hours. Oh? Well, I figured you and Aunt Mary would probably talk late. We did. We didn't turn in till after four. Really? <laughs> Gosh, you certainly don't look like a person who's only had a few hours sleep. Oh, I'm a night owl from way back, Bill. I seldom go to bed earlier anyway. What with putting the Peacock nightclub to bed and all. Well, you know how it is. You get wound up being bright, keeping things going. Then when I get up here to my place, it always takes me a while to simmer down. <laughs> well, and Mary tells me your club's doing very well. Yeah, it's okay. Well, I guess Aunt Mary isn't used to late hours the way you are. She's still asleep, isn't she? Mary? Not on your life, Bill. She was up at 8 o'clock, fresh as a daisy. My gosh, no. Yeah. She got dressed in her best bib and tucker and had a cup of coffee and was out of here at a quarter to nine. Well, that's funny. Did she leave any message for me? She said she'd meet you here around noon. Oh. You you don't happen to know where she went, do you? Well, yeah. Mary went down to headquarters to see Captain Russo. Russo? That name sounds familiar. He's in the homicide division. Homicide? Wait a minute. I think I... Well, he was in charge of that Conley case when Peggy and... When Richard Conley was murdered. That's right, Bill. Russo's been promoted to captain since then. Oh, but if he's in homicide, I wonder what Aunt Mary has in mind. Well, I'll tell you. I kind of think Mary wanted to surprise you when she got back. She had an idea Captain Russo might help you two out in looking for this Mario Descari. Well, as I remember, he was quite a nice guy. At least that's what I heard. Aunt Mary persuaded him to reopen the case that time, didn't she? After Lefty confessed to the murder to protect Peggy? Yeah. He never was completely satisfied that Lefty did it, so when Mary began talking to him, insisting there was something more to it, Russo finally got around to digging into the thing some more. And then it turned out Conley's wife had murdered him. Yeah. Guy said it wasn't so awfully long ago, was it? And yet it seems like ages. Well, I doubt if Russo will have forgotten Mary, even if it happened ten years ago. I've an idea she made a lasting impression on that guy. Hmm, yeah. People don't usually forget Aunt Mary once they know her. No, I'll say they don't. Russo. So that's what she meant when she said she had an idea. Gosh, it's swell of her to go to all this trouble. Well, you know how she is. And then, of course, there's Peggy. 
She hates to see the kid taking the rap again, especially after what she went through before. I know. But it isn't just that. I get the idea Mary's concerned about several people. She seems to be very fond of this Carla Descari. Oh, she is. Carla's really an awfully sweet kid, you know. Oh, I only wish I felt more optimistic so far as this Russo deal goes. But frankly, Bill, I think Mary's barking up the wrong tree. You do? Oh, sure. Russo may be a right guy, but looking for missing husbands isn't in his department. No, I doubt very much whether Mary will get any satisfaction from him. And at that same moment, in his headquarters at the Homicide Bureau, Captain Russo sits at his desk talking to his right-hand man, Sergeant Jackson. The sergeant is lounging in a chair opposite his superior, carefully paring his fingernails with a Boy Scout knife. You know, Jackson, in the better circles, it's considered that paring your nails in public is as bad as brushing your teeth in public. Oh, you don't say. Remind me to consult my Emily Post voice thing when I get home. Not to mention the fact that it's disrespectful, unpleasant, and generally in bad taste. My, you feeling liverish again this morning? Off your feet? No, on the contrary, I'm the best of health. Never felt better in my life. That doesn't mean that... Ella. Who? Well, well, well. <laughs> Hold on, I'll see if his uh, grace is receiving. He's in one of his highbrow moods this morning. <laughs> Guess what, Captain? Well, who is it, Jackson? This is your lucky day, Captain. There's a lady here to see you. An old friend of yours. Jackson, someday I'm going to fire you. Tut, tut, Captain. You don't want to get steamed up just when Mrs. Uh, Lane's here to see. Mrs. Lane? Mary Lane? Yeah, she's outside. Better get a grip on yourself. Mrs. Lane, always good talk rings around you. And she must be wanting something. Well, tell Briggs to send her in. Yeah, okay. Hey, Briggs. Captain Russo says to send Mrs. Lane in right away. What's that, Briggs? Well, you got nothing better to do, have you? You ought to quit reading them Murray stories anyway. Good morning, Captain Russo. Nice of you to see me like this without an appointment. Oh, Mrs. Lane. This is a wonderful surprise. Here, sit down, won't you? Hello, Mrs. Lane. Sergeant Jackson. Still Captain Russo's right-hand man, I see. I don't know what I'd do without him. Yeah, Mrs. Lane. You might say the captain and me are thick as Steve. <laughs> My, this is quite an elegant office you have now. I was so glad when Mrs. Shipley told me of your promotion. Mrs. Shipley? Oh, yes. Uh, she runs that nightclub, uh, Golden Peacock, doesn't she? Yes, Belle's still at it. And doing very well, too. I remember her as quite an interesting woman. Speaking of memories, Captain Rousseau, I'm quite flattered and surprised that you remembered me. I rather expected I'd have a hard time getting in to see you. It's been... Quite a long time since the Conley case. Yes, it has, but that's a case I'll never forget. And as for you, Mrs. Lane, you underestimate yourself. Yeah, Mrs. Lane, we were just saying, you made a terrific impression on both of us. Thank you. Captain Rousseau, I'm sure you're a very busy man, so I'd best come straight to the point and tell you why I'm here. Fact is, I want to ask your help. I only hope there's something I can do for you, if it's within my province. Well, I'm not absolutely sure it is, technically. That is, I certainly haven't come here to report a murder. I'm glad you haven't. <laughs> the fact is, I'm trying to find someone. A young man who disappeared from Wakefield. Disappeared? You mean you uh, suspect foul play? No, no, it's not that bad, thank heaven. No, this young man, his name is Mario Descari, 
ran away after having a quarrel with his wife. A lover's quarrel. Not exactly. However, it's true there was a misunderstanding. But you see, it's terribly important that we find him. We? Oui. I came here with my niece's fiancé, Bill Mead. Oh, your niece, Peggy Douglas. Yes. I'm glad to hear she's recovered from her experience in the Conley case. And if she's engaged, she must have. But that's just it. Unless we can find Mario Descarriant. But that's such a long story. What I wanted to ask you was if you could give us any help, any advice as to how we might trace this boy. We're very certain he's here in Chicago. Someone back home did get one letter from him. Well, Mrs. Lane, I, I only wish I could. But unless he were wanted on some charge, it wouldn't be in our realm, you see. Now, there's the, uh, the Bureau of Missing Persons. Yes, I know about that. But you see, Captain Rousseau, I happen to believe that Mario is deliberately hiding. I'm afraid it would require a more thorough investigation. The sort of thing you'd do if you were actually trying to find a person accused of some crime. But if this man hasn't committed a crime, it's very different, don't you see? We can't go hunting down an innocent man just because someone wants to find him. There's no law against the man's leaving home unless he's done something wrong. But it isn't like that. I mean, there are reasons why this man must be found. It's not just a whim of mine, Captain Rousseau. The happiness of so many people depends on Mr. Descari's returning home. I came to you because I remembered how helpful you were during those troubled times in the other case. I felt sure you would help us if you wanted to. Captain Rousseau, I do hope you won't refuse me this time. But as she spoke, Aunt Mary had a chill feeling of doubt. She remembered Dell's skepticism when she had told her about her plan to appeal to Rousseau. Now Aunt Mary asked herself anxiously whether Dell might not be right. Perhaps Captain Russo would refuse. 